Because I don't, I don't usually get to turn on my own mic. I get to today because we're in another studio. Justin has no control over me. That's right, powerless. Well, technically you do because you could probably turn it off. Oh yeah, you're right. Exactly. So you could just turn it back on, and then we'd have a dumb war between it's, each other. <laughs> I think we need to rename this podcast. Why is that? Because it's not. I I I do the show with you. Yeah. And you're as much part of the show as I am. No, no. And. and it should be like, we should come up with a cool name for it. Like, it shouldn't just be the Producer Michelle podcast. I like Producer Michelle podcast. Well, I don't. I do. It's my podcast, so we're changing the name. <laughs> did you just do like the woman, like Jedi mind trick I on me? I totally did you think I did. Spun it around to where somehow I'm a I'm the, I'm the villain in this? Yes, yeah, sort of. Well done, Michelle Q. The well done. Is. You've done How it you again, doing? I'm doing really well. It was Halloween. Yes, this past week. What did yes. you guys do? We went trick or treating as ones with families. Are to do. I had thirteen children in my house. It was very, very loud. Thirteen and, is an unlucky number. Yes, and uh, on Halloween, and not only is it unlucky, it is really effing loud. <laughs> it is a really effing loud number of children to Were be they screaming. All the same age. Yes. Okay. It's so all they're... my son's friends, and okay. then their his friends' little siblings, which are about my younger son's age. And it was just a lot of like screaming and them doing stupid like seven year old bits like you know that they do <laughs> no like that one kid just randomly yells no and they're like <laughs> and they're just funny. oh yeah and I was drinking heavily just to <laughs> but it was honestly as all kidding aside it was a ton of fun but there's a convention I don't know what it was like trick or treating for you number one I felt like once I got into elementary school and maybe like six years old is a better number right I really feel like I went trick or treating by myself. I remember that too. I mean, well, I think I was a little bit older, like because six well, years old is yeah, six years old is first grade, yeah. like right. Yes, I would say by the time I was seven, maybe right? eight, I, we were trick or treating alone. But even when we were six, when we would go with our parents, they'd they'd basically stand on the street in one spot, and we'd go to like six or seven houses, and then come back, and then we'd go a little further, and they'd stand there on the street, and we'd go to six. So we went up to the houses by ourselves. And did you? What kind of a bag did you have? Did you always have a pillowcase, or what was your bag of choice? I think I always had something that was shaped like a pumpkin. <laughs> so it was like I think my grandmother made it. it. Was like this little little pumpkin satchel. But it, but when we became teenagers, of course, what you did as a teenager is you get the pillowcase. That's when you upgrade. Yeah, you upgrade to the pillowcase. Okay, that makes sense. After you're a teenager. Well. Here's the, here's what the reason I bring this up is because there's this thing I didn't know it was a thing that as a parent your job is to bring a candy silo for your child you have to have a secondary <laughs> I'm not kidding wait a minute your kid has his little bag yes which for is like our kids was like a, a plastic pumpkin okay so you got the plastic pumpkin that's maybe I'm guessing six to eight inches high but it's gonna haul probably at least candy. two to three pounds of candy right yes. so then you're then as a parent. You are haul, You have what a grocery bag or a pillowcase? Something equivalent to that, yes. Okay. Like, so when said pumpkin gets full, right, the kid comes back and you, says, "Here you go. I'm making a deposit yes. into the parent Halloween candy bank." Yep. And then they go. So so when they walk up to the front door, the next front door, and they have no candy in their little pumpkin, the person answering the door is going, "Oh, this kid has no candy." Right. 
Or do you leave one or two pieces of yeah, candy you do, in there? Yeah, you do the deli uh, counter tip jar where okay. you have to you have to remind them that this is a tip jar. You also have to pretend like somebody else has broken the tip jar cherry and put a dollar or a coin or two in there. Right. Uh, so you leave it a little bit empty. I did, But here's the thing. The whole convention of this isn't because you are trying to, you know, elicit sympathy and get more candy. The whole thing is, is that it's it's a it's in, in my opinion, extremely hypocritical because we live in a world where kids can't feel sadness. <laughs> they can't they can't feel ashamed. Everybody is. If somebody looks at you cross eyed, you're being right. bullied now. Well, yeah, that everybody's a snowflake. Yeah. Somebody somebody he goes, I was bullied at school today. And I said, what do you mean you were bullied? And he goes, a kid said he didn't want to play with me. I go, that's not bullying. Yeah, no, that's that's you we'll being teach a you about bullying. I think I bullied my son by telling him he was not being bullied. Probably. I don't know. But. But so now we're all worried about nutrition and high fructose corn syrup. Meanwhile, these same yuppie Southern California parents are providing candy storage to double down on the amount of candy that they're not supposed to be eating with childhood diabetes. Okay, here's what I want to know. I want to know, did this is this the first year it happened for you? So last year it was just plastic pumpkin, and when it was full, you guys went home? Yes. So this year it's a new thing. It's a new trend to me. I went with the same group of people last year, and I did, or at least I didn't see it happen. This and year, everybody had a pillowcase? No, uh, they do the the plastic bag. Another okay, thing like in LA bag. is that you have to have the you have your own grocery store bag. You can't use a plastic Reusable bag. bag. Yes, that's what most of them had. A couple, I think, two had a pillowcase. Oh case. my and god! Then, not to mention the fact that you got you have to have one for each kid because God forbid you just put it all into one gigantic bag because then which kid knows which candy they got? Well, and then they don't have the opportunity to do the candy trade, yes. which is a very important part of the Halloween culture. Is when you go home, you have a brother and you have a sister, and you all go home and you dump out your candy in front of you, and then you got all the Sour Patch Kids, yep. and your brothers and sisters want the Sour Patch Kids, and, and this- then you can negotiate for three, you know, hundred hundred grand bars for one bag of Sour Patch. Are you kids. that little girl, Michelle? I am <laughs> that little girl. What? That's weird, isn't it? I just think here's the thing. I'm not I, here's I'm not against kids getting a bunch of candy. I'm not anti no, that. I get it. I just don't like the hypocrisy of it. It's like either make up your mind. Either kids can't have soda, or we're going to double down and we're going to have them all be diabetic by the time they're ten. Oh my god! That's all. I, I just want consistency. Now, what did your kids dress up as? My son was a ghost or a zombie pirate, mm-hmm. and then the other one was a skeleton. Okay. I dressed up as Bill Handel and went Which trick was or treating. Fantastic. And if you don't, if you're not on. The Bill Handel Show Instagram, you need to go to Instagram at Bill Handel Show and see Justin as Bill Handel because it is classic. It has more than, I think, 3,300 views, this video. You have to see it. It's, it's oh my God, it's the perfect costume. You're very kind. And then my wife was a Salem witch with a noose and then she put some bruising around her neck. Wow. You guys go all out. I can't remember the last time I dressed up for Halloween. Oh, I did. A couple of years ago when Larry was our board op, Hmm. he had a hernia. And so... um, and he, all he did was bitch and complain about it for, like, weeks and didn't do anything about it. And so for Halloween, I, I messed up my hair. Like, you know, Larry's got that long hair. I messed up my hair, and I put on, like, a Led Zeppelin T-shirt, and I cut a hole in it, and I, I blew up a balloon and had the balloon sticking through. <laughs> you were Larry? And Handel's like, what are you for Halloween? I said, oh, I'm Larry's hernia. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. And then the time before that, I think at the last uh, real full all-out costume I did was Pregnant Nun. Which is always great. Like that. People make people look at you weird like that. But that's weird. I didn't that, that whole pillowcase thing is weird. Yeah. Because you weren't allowed to upgrade to the pillowcase until you were a teenager. Yes. Because then you're a teenager, all you do with with our costumes, at least, you know, you just put some dirt on your face and you go as a bum. 
or whatever. You didn't really dress up for a while. You know, you went through that phase where dressing up's not cool. And then when you get to be older as parents, it's kind of cool to dress up again. <laughs> you go through that whole thing. But that's weird. I, I just. When did you stop trick-or-treating? Did you ever go through the awkward phase of, you know, being too adult and trick-or-treating? Yes. I think we I think I stopped trick or treating at fifteen, maybe. Yeah. I when we like... moved here to California, definitely. Oh really? And I was fifteen, yeah, at that time. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was too uh one, angry. it was just too awkward. I was too angry. And it was just too awkward. <laughs> just to to do it. It was weird. Yeah, it, it is weird. weird. I like the people who make the passive aggressive comment. Because you'll I see uh, walking around the street, you see the fifteen year old who's basically just got a mask. Right. And the then the clues the clothes they went to school in. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's all. And, and they it's just, just want a candy. hockey mask. Like that's all it is. Like I would respect it more if they just came to the door and knocked on it and said, Hey, I just want a candy bar. Can you give me a candy bar? Yeah. In our neighborhood, we used to have um when we li- when I lived in New York, we used to have this um cul-de-sac. That was like everybody loved the cul-de-sac because it was the cul-de-sac. It had like six houses on it that every house gave away full size candy bars. You know, that's like the gold mine. Yes. The full, like the, you don't want the little minis. You get a full size candy bar. And then there was the one guy on the end who used to give away dollar bills, like brand new dollar bills. And so you go and then you change your costume and then you come back. You get another dollar bill. You can get like five bucks. You, you, you figure you have about five costumes. But you spent like 20 bucks in costumes, or is it, was that... A... Oh, no, you just make stuff up. Yeah, okay. Like, you just, like, sheet as a ghost, and then, you know, hey, pirate, you know, whatever. That's the other thing. Borrow other friends' costumes. $180 for costumes for my family this That's year. That's crazy. That is insane. And then my... This is... Uh, my wife ordered two costumes for one of our kids in case the one he wanted. He had a backup costume in case the one he wanted didn't arrive, which it didn't. It didn't arrive in time. And then he had the audacity to look at me sideways when I go, well, no, you can't open this one until Halloween because if the other one shows up in time, you're going to wear that one. Right. Because that's what you want. And he's like, well, I can't have both. <laughs> I've never wanted I've never wanted to put together a duffel bag with his stuff and go kick rocks. You're what? out. What was the backup costume, More. the one that didn't arrive? What was it? It was uh, the Rams. He wanted to be a Ram, Los Angeles Rams. Uh-huh. He's a Rams fan, like our family is now. And he, But he wanted to zombie it up. Like, oh, that he was wanted to be plan. a zombie Ram. A zombie Ram was his plan. and the But my wife didn't. Th- and it didn't. It didn't arrive in time for shipping. And mm-hmm. so he had a ghost pirate backup. Did the boys do a candy swap? Like, do, when, when, they, no, when they get home the with other, the candy. No. Okay, so they, oh, okay, so they didn't do a candy swap. Do they dump out all their candy yes. and then parents take their percentage? No. See, that's what's crazy. The swap happened where they go through their candy right. and they pull out the co- the candy that they don't like, and that's what they defer. I'm more Machiavellian when I take my candy tax from my kids. I just do it while they're at school. Oh, that's I'll smart. I'll easily dip in three, six candy bars each. <laughs> no. uh, that's how I do it. I'm, I'm withdrawing from the Halloween candy bag. And I have to learn that I, because I can't um, throw, like sometimes I'll grab them and eat one on the way uh, if I'm, well, overshare, but I'm on the way to the restroom or whatever, and I'll use the trash can in the restroom, but that's too shallow <laughs> and it doesn't have a lid. So when they go to use the restroom, they what notice. my Kit Kat? Yeah. But they don't get weird about it. They just go, Dad, were you eating my candy? I go, hell yes, I was. But <laughs> the candy that you'll never, you won't believe the candy that they tossed out. It was okay, Butterfinger, Snickers. I could see Butterfinger. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. No, I don't see the Peanut Those... Butter Cups. Those are great. What's yes. wrong with your kids? That is the silver medal. Any full-size candy bar is gold. Right. Silver medal is always Reese's peanut butter cup especially if They're it's good. just the half you know what i mean the yeah. single but the full size oh, not the mini yeah but the full size no not interested they don't like peanut butter are they allergic to peanut butter no they just don't like it even well, though 
One of my kids, all he eats is peanut butter jelly sandwiches. How can you enjoy peanut butter jelly but not enjoy Reese's oh, peanut yeah, butter? There's cup? something wrong with your kids. There is. You got to take them to therapy. Nope. I'm just going to drop them somewhere. <laughs> leave them. No, it's great. Hey, now, did when you were trick or treating, did they encounter any of those stupid houses that give out like toothbrushes? Oh, yes. The, the teal pumpkin. That. Do you know what this convention is with the yes, teal pumpkin? Yes, the teal pumpkin thing. Which I'm uh, all in favor of. I get that they're it's, kids. It's nice to, to know the kids have a... But, but if you're... Oh, no. One house no. gave... Well, this gets worse. One house gave away pencils and notepads. Oh! But because they are the like the anomaly, that became the cool thing. Oh, all of our... God. America is going to be a horrible place to live wrong. in about 20 years. We're all going to be chicks, like yeah. Adam Carolla says. Yes. In 50 years, we will all be chicks oh. with notepads and just a, a gigantic landfill of Reese's peanut butter cups. And used toothbrushes. And used toothbrushes. That we got for Halloween. I always hated that. I mean, we always knew when we went to the dentist's house... He was going to give us the little mini, you know, uh, toothpaste and toothbrush, but he always threw in a piece of candy. See, that's okay. Because he because he, he would always say, "There's nothing wrong with candy. Just got to brush your teeth." Right. And we'd be like, "Okay, we don't my, want the toothbrush." My wife also, which I didn't think we lived in that era anymore. She combed through all of their candy to find the ones that could be drug laden. Oh. There was some kind of Facebook thing going around that if a candy the looked weird, like skull and yeah, crossbones, the, or, the weird stuff that's not. Yeah, that it was yeah, drug like, candy. Oh and so I, I pulled it and set it aside. She wanted me to throw it away. I go, no, I'm just going to keep it in the drawer. You never know. <laughs> and it's freaking her out, and I love it. She thinks that one day she's I'm, she's just going to come home and I'm going to be foaming at the mouth on the couch. Because <laughs> you ate the candy. Yes, because I ate the skull and crossroads oh, candy. That is, that is fun. And then, of course, there's the annual Jimmy Kimmel video, which I thought was great this year. I mean, it's great every year. And people, It's so funny when I posted, I posted it to my Facebook page the other day, and people – Either love it, or then you get those group of people. It's like it's not fair to torture your children. That's torturing. That's child abuse. It's like shut up. It's funny. It's funny to tell a kid you ate all their candy and to see their reaction. And the best part about this year, I thought, was that Jimmy finally did it to his own kid. (laughs) And I like how immune she was to it. And she was two. I mean, she's two years old, so she's still not fully cognizant of what it means that I ate all your candy. But it's ador- I thought it was quite adorable. Oh, it was. And I yeah. like that it didn't really... I don't think it didn't affect her because of her age. Mm-hmm. I think it didn't because I know it with my kids. When you have a parent who's a goofball and likes to... My dad did nothing but do psychological experience, experiment on me my entire childhood. That's all it was, was finding what limit of emotional uh, abuse he could do before <laughs> I would break. And then he would giggle and make fun of me. And that's what Jimmy did to his kid. Right. And it and, was funny. And she didn't parents, really care. The pa- and what's interesting about this video, and I'm probably thinking way too much into it just because it's, it's funny too, is it's interesting in the video to see what kids... Some of the kids are very well adjusted and mm-hmm. can get right away and say, no, you didn't. Or yeah. or they it, they don't have as bad of a reaction. Like they they deal better with disappointment is what I'm trying to say. And 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 the kids that get really super angry and like lash out. I worry about those children. Those are the ones <laughs> that have parents who call it child abuse. I bet. <laughs> but it's funny video. I don't care. Oh, and I love the ones who are like, it's OK, mommy. I still love you. Those are my favorite. Yeah, That's the best fantastic. part of the whole thing. Uh, you watched the World Series, obviously. I did. Oh, my God. What an amazing couple of games. Especially uh, Game 7 was, hands down, one of the best games I've ever seen. I was at the 86 World Series Game 6 uh, with the with the Mets where the ball went right through Bill Buckner's legs. I was there that night at Shea Stadium wow. <laughs> watching the game. And it was an unbelievable game. This game the other night was just, it just had me on the, literally on the edge of my seat. It was so Good, and I was so glad to see the Cubbies win. 
I thought it was fantastic. And then Budweiser created this awesome video where they worked with Harry Carey's family and uh, WGN back in Chicago to pull archives of Harry Carey. And what they did was they went through, within 24 hours they did this. I don't know how they did it, but they went through and they pulled clips of Harry Carey doing calls like he would, like he did for so many years. But they were able to do it in a way to match it up to the final out of the game of game seven. And they created this commercial and it's fantastic. It gives you goosebumps and makes you cry. It's awesome. Do we have it posted somewhere? Yeah, it's on uh, KFIM640.com keyword handle. You can see that. It's really, really awesome. It's about a two minute long video. Thanks, Budweiser. You made me cry. (laughs) That and the Clydesdales (laughs) kill me every time. Clydesdales get you? Oh my God! The Clydesdales. There's something the about the Clydesdales, like Christmas time. Yes. Oh, Michelle. Oh, the Clydesdales. Just every single time. Why? I it's don't just know. Just a gigantic horse. It's they're amazing animals. Uh, it's just a huge dog food farm. You would. Why would you sit there? <laughs> don't say that. I'm not making this up. It's silly. I listen, no. The Clydesdales are, are very here. emotional. There are a lot of things that you have talked about on this show mm-hmm. that that I think the general populace could mock you for. The first one that comes to mind is feeding your dog with chopsticks. All right? Okay. I think that was step one. I did not begrudge you. I did not judge you. Okay? (laughs) Honestly, it was not even hard for me to even resist the urge to judge you. But when you start crying at Clydesdale commercials, I'm sorry. It it happens. I guarantee you a lot of people feel the same way. No. Okay, here's here's, before I forget, here's what I want you to do. I want to know, because I just found out John Thomas listens to our podcast, Mm -hmm. a political analyst who I love and adore. Um, and I was I was for it. I was like, oh my god, John Thomas listens to and loves the podcast. So I want to know how many people are listening. And so if you listen to this podcast, I want you to send us an email and just let us know. Hey, I'm listening. That's all I want to know. So just send it to Michelle at kfi640.com. I'm just I just want you to I just want to know how many people are listening to the podcast. What if they also could leave us leave us a voicemail on the handle voicemail line? Yes, eight one eight five six 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 four zero four. Yes, eight one eight five six 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 four zero four. Oh, that'd be fun. We could have some voicemails here. I have a bone to pick with oh. you men. Are you ready for this, Justin? Yes, I'm ready. I remember this. Okay, so a story came out the other day. It was actually a huge, a really big study in, I got to see the journal, the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. Okay? Huge study of men who were taking part in the male birth control study. Okay? This is an injectable birth control do you hear the attitude, for men. Listeners? I do. 320 men were in this study. 320. And it's been going on for a little bit, a little while. So what happens in the study is there's this, this male uh, birth control for um, that. Basically, it's two. It's an it's an injection. So it's a an injection of two different hormones. You get it every eight weeks. And what it does is it depresses your sperm count. It basically kills off your sperm so that you're less likely to get a woman pregnant. It's a lot like uh, a hot tub. Yes, pretty much. Or very tight underwear. Yes. Which can also, in a hot tub. In a hot tub. So there were all these men in this study and they were doing this. And they, and they said in general so far that, that they've done this study, only a handful of woman, women were getting pregnant by these men. So they were saying, hey, it looks like it works. You know, it depresses the sperm count. And then once they stop taking the injections, it takes about 10 months to a year for the men's uh, sperm count to go back up to normal. So it's kind of, it's I'm shocked it even thing. takes that long. Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked too, with the amount of sperm you guys yeah. produce on a daily basis. I've made 18 million just during this podcast. <laughs> just sitting right here. So I'm reading the story and 
It happened between 2008 and 2012. They stopped the study suddenly because men were experiencing side effects. Okay? Okay. You ready? Yeah. They stopped this study. 20 men dropped out. Of, now, there's 320 uh, men 320, in the study. 320. Yeah. 20. So okay. 20 men Small dropped out of the study. The rest of them reported side effects similar to this. And I'm speaking right now to the 20 men who dropped out of the study. Oh, boy. The side effects of this injection, which, again, was given every eight weeks, combination of two hormones, were... <laughs> okay, here's the list, okay? Acne. Severe acne, increased libido, decreased libido, pain at the injection site, muscle pain, depression, and other mood disorders. Mm-hmm. So this uh, injection made them like chicks. Welcome to my world every month, men. You guys that dropped out of the study are a bunch of pussies. Listen. Okay. To come to the defense of my... Are you finished? I don't want to step on anything you got Go going Go ahead. On. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to defend my fellow men. All right. First mm-hmm. of all, 320 guys, you are using that and extrapolating that to be the entire uh, population of mankind. All right? I'm, I'm speaking specifically to these 20 men. I understand who you're speaking to, but you're <laughs> acting at... You say, welcome to my world, men. Yes. All welcome right? to my world, but, all men in this study, okay. and specifically the 20 of you... Who dropped out of this study. But are you also extrapolating to say that uh, the general public or uh, populace of mankind, the male portion, could not handle the regular side effects of a menstrual cycle? Yes, I think you guys are a bunch of pussies. All right, now here's the thing. What you're doing is you're inferring based on 320 guys who volunteered for a birth control study, number one. (laughs) Those are not the manliest of manly guys. Like. I, they, they fall somewhere between a guy who participates in a modern-day knit circle where they do screen therapy afterwards, <laughs> or and in the opposite end of that spectrum, the most machismo they get are the guys who jerk off to Jersey Shore and the guys that are on that show with their gym tan and laundry uh, uh, and, and highlighted hair. You know, I guarantee you some guy who lays brick for a living is like, you know what I want to do is go get injections so I can depress my sperm count so I can lay more pipe on the weekends. Okay, let me explain this to you, though. Okay, here's the issue. 20 participants out of 320 is how, is how many? Like, well, what's the percentage? A so 10% over, would be 90, under right? under 10, I believe, okay. yeah. So when women were going through, they, basically birth control has been tested on women for eons. I mean, there's, been, there's IUDs, there's birth control pills, and we all know what it causes. We know it causes mood swings. We know it causes not wanting to have sex, wanting to have sex, uh, causes... Acne, it causes weight gain, it causes general bitchiness, right? In general. So they Or do you just blame the pill? They stopped this study completely because they were worried about the health of these men. The health, really? Yeah, they were worried about the the, the health of these men because of these side effects. And what's so funny is almost 30% of women in general have these side effects every month because yeah. of what we already take. So that's why I'm confused. It's I'm like, a backpedal. Exa- but you see what I mean? Yep. It's like So a tiny percentage of these men were experiencing these problems. What, what women all over the place experience all the time. Uh, yeah, every and it's single like, month. We have to keep the men safe. Yeah, we must keep the men safe. They must continue to be able to populate the earth. Yeah, all right. Now I'm, you get it? Yeah, I'm going to go have my penis removed after this podcast. <laughs> I'm ashamed to be a man. I'm going to back No, I was floored by that. That is. I mean, it just, it just seemed they terminated the study because these men couldn't handle the side effects. 
side effects that we still, even though they have perfected, quote unquote, birth control for women or so to speak. Right. Right. Everything is side effects. Get over it. Well, what it should be is that they should actually, you know how Viagra was, they were testing it for blood pressure and Mm -hmm. then they found out to give you a heart on. What this should be is a drug that every man who, when they get married or right after they get married, or maybe when you get through that seven year itch of marriage, whatever your marriage is on the rocks, this is, and you feel like your man isn't really in tune to who you are as a person. That is, you know, much like if you live in Israel, you have to serve in the military. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to get this ejection. So you for at least two or three months. Right. You know what it's like to go through a menstrual cycle. Exactly. That's it has to. If you ever see the video online where they took uh, yes. the electrodes and they put it on Made the guys. It feel labor like contractions. Here's, here's what labor feels like. Yep. And here's what monthly menstrual pain feels like. And the guys cannot take it. Yeah. Yeah. They cannot take it. I but, feel like I could, though, but I. Probably all could. these 320 guys. Could I think do. you could. It just, it just, oh my God. It just I think it's me. that constant, right? That's the, what makes yeah. it annoying. It's the, the fact that it's constant. Exactly. It's not like it's all in like five minutes no. or all in a day. It's right. that it's just an annoyance that it's not completely incapacitating. Right. But it's just, a, it's like kind of like a, a light cold. Yes. And you have to, you have to consider too, when they were testing Viagra, I guarantee you there were side effects similar to this. But they didn't worth stop it. testing yeah. Viagra. Why? ROI. Because it's totally worth it. Return on investment. There, if you told a guy, if you take Viagra, it's going to give you a heart attack, most guys would probably go, I would take that chance. Yeah. I would take that chance. Especially- but God forbid I get a little acne or some cramping because I have a, a birth control <laughs> shot. True. I can't take that. One of the side effects of Viagra is blindness. For exactly. <laughs> You're willing to go blind and yeah. have a... Have a erection for more than four hours. Yep. I don't need to see to find it. <laughs> I don't got to go to the doctor. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll come down in a minute. It's been four hours, honey. <laughs> Why are people so anti-rubber, too? Like, uh, I never got into that. No, but maybe I just that's for don't another understand podcast. It. I just don't, I don't get it. I was laughing at this. And, and then I called, I called you know, the participants. of the. Now, they did say the remaining men in the survey... The, the other 900 and the, the other 300 yeah. men that were in the survey basically said it wasn't that bad that I would, you know, I'd probably do. I think it was 75 percent of them said that they would probably do this if they were looking for a birth control, a birth option. control method. So I got to give those guys a little kudos. But these these 20 that dropped out you guys are pussies. It's like the guys that won't get a vasectomy when they've had a couple yeah. kids like. And it's literally like it's not 1956. These right. are guys who are deathly afraid of having an anesthetic laden needle placed right. near their genitals that to where they they won't. They won't. They so won't they run the risk of creating another person. <laughs> like, let's think about that. Another social security number is generated yeah. in a machine they'll- because <laughs> you didn't want to have a needle prick on your scrotum. Or they'll be the ones to say. Go get, go get the yeah, tube go get side, your tube side, where which she, is I, major surgery. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure your wife has to get drawn and quartered. Like they take her innards, <laughs> set them aside, find her fallopian tubes, and then tie them like uh, like they're yeah, like both. fish flying or fly yeah. fishing, and then they put it all back together uh-huh. like Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, and then she's laid up for three weeks. Right. Meanwhile, you, I've done it. You're laid up for maybe two or three days with, you, a, with a bag of peas yeah, on your crotch. You let it rest in. You you dry hump a bag of frozen peas for a few days, <laughs> and, and you're everybody fine. And you get pain pills. That's so and then ridiculous. the only the only sad part is, oh boy, I'm about to really overshare the show. The yes, sad part on. is you have to have 15, what I would like to call sessions in this environment, to uh, cleanse the remaining oh, pipes. Oh, to clean out the pipes. Yeah. And as a married guy, uh, I, I, was, I was a teenager. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. 15. 15. Let's not, let's not discount that number. Right. 
Uh, I was a teenager, so there was a time when I was by myself. But mm-hmm. now I have a lady love who lays next to me every night. And my lady love had just had a child. It was probably 10 days after our second son was born, the way that it worked out with appointments. I wanted to have it done beforehand. Right. So she is... She is uh, I'm on vaginal timeout. Yeah, for persona like, non grata yeah, for six weeks 60 or whatever. days, I want to say. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, so was there... Oh, boy. <laughs> Sometimes I open share, my mouth. Share, uh, share, there share. Was, was there or was there not a time that, yes, did I politely request mm-hmm. a hand job? Mm-hmm. Yes, that happened. Uh, where I was just because I was tired of doing it myself, well, yeah, I knew that there was nothing really that you, you know. You have an option of somebody else doing that for you. Why yes. not take that one out of every? But it's of very times? weird when your wife is very sleep deprived because she's not sleep. You know, she's we have the baby. We're both sleep deprived. She's like, like, oh god. And you're you're flashing. You're you're a grown person in your thirties with a mortgage, and you're looking at your love of your life, high school sweetheart. Please, and you have to say, let's go back to like it was our sophomore year again. <laughs> And we're in the back of my 76 GMC Jimmy, and I just want you to work me with your hand. Oh, that's kind of sweet, though. Oh, Oversharing. Good, Oversharing. But kind of sweet. I apologize. We can edit this part out. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with it staying in as long as uh, your wife doesn't mind. My wife doesn't care about anything. I love her. She's amazing. She's great. <laughs> so before we go, hey, listen, I just want to tell you, we're coming up to our sixth annual Pastathon event to raise money for Katarina's Club at the Anaheim White House. That's coming up on Thursday, December 1st. So if you are a teacher, if you're a Cub Scout or Girl Scout leader, or you're uh, somebody who has a business, if you want to get your employees together and, and gather cash or pasta and sauce, we would really appreciate it. Go to KFIM640.com, keyword pastathon to see all the info. And you can donate right online. If you want to collect pasta and sauce and bring it down that day, that's great. You were there last year. It was That's your first great. one. You can see how uh, over the course of the day what happens. It's a really amazing event. It's not, it's not only fun just to be in the in the environment, but it's also really cool to be yeah. doing something so great for a good cause. It's awesome. And if you can't make it out there that day, starting on November 14th, we're going to have some alternate drop-off locations across Southern California. And you'll see the pin map when you go to KFIM640.com. Keyword, Pastathon. 100% of your donation goes to Katarina's Club. We don't take any admin fees out during this event. And normally their administrative fees are like 5%, 8%, which is really low for a charity. Um, and it's a tax-exempt charity, so you can write it off. But if you can make it out there that day, we'll be broadcasting live from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Thursday, December 1st. So come on out. It's a lot of fun. And you can meet Bruno, and he's hilarious. Yes. And you can barely understand him like Bill said. Thank you so much for your coming to my restaurant. It's <laughs> exactly. I love Bruno. So anyway, so get stuff together, come down and see us or donate online. We would love it. And thank you very much in advance. And my husband is doing Movember. So he's clean shaven right now. And by the end of the month, he's going to look like uh, Bigfoot. Because I swear to God, he, he, he shaved <laughs> his beard and mustache on the first. Right? So... On the second, that night, I looked at him and I went, you have five o'clock shadow already. He's like Homer Simpson. You know, you'd shave and then it would grow back. Yeah. So anyway, if you can throw five or $10 at that, I'd I'd appreciate that too. You can see that on my blog, KFIM640.com, keyword producer Michelle. Follow me on Twitter at Prod Michelle Justin on Twitter at uh, KFI Justin. Mm -hmm. And uh, hey, what do you have on the podcast this week? Uh, this week we're, I'm going to be hopefully talking to another radio guy in Omaha this weekend, or I'm going to do an episode with my wife where we're going to talk about, and that's definitely coming up too, is we're going to talk about whether or not a wife 
should have sex with her husband. Ooh. Like, is it her obligation? So a, a, a mom that listens to the show, her mother said, it is your job to have sex with your husband Ooh. and take care of him in that way. And so we're going to kind of have that debate. That's going to be awesome. And that's at thedadpodcast.com. Yep. And, of course, as always, I want you to remember one thing. You is smart. You is kind. You is important. That's so good. See you next week. Today won't mean a thing. I'm a bitch. I'm a love.